0: you live in the Washington D.C. area by any chance are you going to AwesomeCon? because you should where else are you going to meet fantastic celebs like Gates McFadden, Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis Brent Spiner, Jason Isaacs, Greg Grunberg, Will Wheaton, Weird Al Yankovic, Val Kilmer, Tara Strong Wallace Shawn, Carrie Elwes Michael Bean, Mike Coulter Ralph Macchio and that's just half of them and then at 8 p.m. on Saturday the 27th of April at AwesomeCon, you can see Trek Off Live in room 140 8 p.m. Saturday night room 140 this show trek off live come see us it's time for trek off set
1: phasers to love welcome to trek off my name is justin and my name's alexia and today is part two
0: of our long conversation um uh we promise we're not going back into music we're gonna stay with Discovery. No, for we're a gonna while. talk about music for we all. Promise. Of it, there's uh there's <laughs> yes. I, I I'd be lying if I didn't say we didn't talk about Ready Player One for like a minute. <laughs> but it's at the very end, and it's. Really I think short. I
2: feel like I need to bring up Ready Player One for every episode just. For-
0: <laughs> hey, I I I had some fruit Loops this morning. In. They were they were delicious. <laughs> really? Were they just were they just like all sweet but no substance like Ready Player One? <laughs> No, they're just a bowl of
1: fucking Fruit Loops. I they're
0: really cruise, good. Jesus,
2: can't
1: you man. would think they're good. You would think that because you don't know what's good. Why don't you have fucking
0: Cheerios, which are good for you and round, not Fruit Loops, which is the Cheerios knockoff that has no nutritional values? Why don't you do that?
2: Why don't you just do that?
1: Why do you do that? <laughs> you are you are the Fruit Loops is the late Spielberg of cereals. <laughs>
2: Oh, poor Fruit Loops. They're like, man, don't say that. Don't do that. That's not who. We, don't Spielberg do that. Spielberg makes some good movies. The Post was amazing. <laughs> I, I really
0: liked Bridge of Spies. He, he's still doing some good movies. Whether or not you like all his movies. So, so, well, Spielberg's over there going, why are you guys picking on me? Like, you didn't I, like Ready Player One. Of you, one of you didn't like Ready Player One. And the and other the one, one of you was dumb. And the one who did <laughs> just, just shat on my entire late career? You're the one who liked Ready Player One. And you're just all of a sudden just like, I don't like anything, anything Spielberg did. Jerk.
2: Minority <laughs> Report was great. What is
0: wrong with you?
2: I actually did like.
0: Minority Report. I think he does lots of good movies. And he's done a few real stinkers. You think Ready Player One is one of them? I disagree. I think Hook is one of them. You probably disagree.
2: Oh, no. Hook is a great movie. You're out of your fucking mind.
0: And I think we can both agree that always- And have you
2: seen Christopher Robin- Oh
0: so I good. saw Christopher Robin. Yeah so did
2: you like it? I cried. You, I cried through most of it.
0: I cried. I loved
2: yeah. it. I loved everything about it. I mean, not to I mean obviously, you know, I love you and I mean to the moon and back. Yeah. Um I loved the animation. I loved how they looked like toys um that were alive. Uh I loved that oh, I loved everything about it. It was it was darker than I thought it would be. It's at its very, very core. I feel like it has a lot in common with Hook. Um, and as you know, I loved Hook. Um but I yeah, I just if you haven't seen that show. It, fucking watch it it's so good
0: yeah hey like, and before we go back into our discussion from last week i will also give a big giant recommend to shazam um i've seen shazam in the theater i will tell you this shazam it's essentially dc dc comics <gasps> does big it's big it's the movie big but like with superpowers um it's really really good and zachary levi who i never watched
2: chuck i love zachary levi
0: um is love so great him. as shazam um it is it is well
2: now i might have to watch because i adore him i watch are chuck, you familiar with what chuck shazam 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 is no
0: right. So Shazam is basically this: a fourteen-year-old kid meets a wizard who, if he says who gives him the power to, if he says the word Shazam, he basically has the power of Superman, except he can shoot lightning instead of uh, lightning out of his fingers, instead of uh, lasers out of his eyes. But he's a fourteen-year-old kid, so the very first thing he does is he uses his big giant superhero body to go to a convenience store and buy beer, and then. And then doesn't like the beer and spits it out, so it gets a bunch of soda and, and sweets, and nice. and and like walks around like as Shazam going with his lightning going. Your phone is charged. Your phone is charged. Your phone- oh sorry. <laughs> um, it's it's a sweet movie, but it's absolutely like what happens when a fourteen year old finds themselves in a grown up body as well, and also a, a decent little superhero movie on the side. It is, in my opinion, the best of the of the DC Comics movies, with the possible exception of Wonder Woman. So huh. yeah, Shazam is is spectacular go see it anyway you want to talk about discovery
1: yeah let's do it
0: all right here we are we're jumping back into our conversation from last week about star trek discovery
2: like at this point i'm with you like i i've you've done enough right and really right that i'm i am much more trusting of something that you're going to put out i'm not i'm less likely to cringe when you say we're thinking of this because I'm like, you're going to find a way to make it work well and right and fit because they've done a really um, like they got they got handed a bit of a shit sandwich and fixed I, I don't it think that's fair.
0: I think the last half of season one was really good. But again, the, I you, mean,
2: I mean, with some of the Brian some Fuller
0: of the- departed right around the halfway point, And that's where the that's where the 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 show started turning around. Like at the moment of his departure, you can kind of tell where he stopped um but i i don't want to shit too much on because by the end of season one we were going shit this is really good star trek Uh, yeah
2: i mean what i mean by that is simply the the some early on implanted legacy issues that it's like you can't just get rid of and they found some really creative ways to make them less shitty yeah i I like
0: that i like that they embraced it i like that they didn't like wait till season four to bring spock on i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna say that she's his sister you know it's fan service if you go she's his sister it starts being way better if like okay i guess we have to have spock now let's make him a character
2: what's i will say this with both both with spock uh and with um saru i my my sister was over recently (laughs) And I was like, you know what I never call you? Sister. (laughs) We're not
0: aliens, though, as far as you know. And you know what? I, I call, I call my, I almost said her name. I call my sister, sister. And I call my brother, brother all the time, actually.
2: Hey, brother. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you would say.
0: She doesn't do it. She, no, actually she says on Facebook, she says, hey, brother, all the time. I'm not um, talking
2: about the written word. I'm talking about conversationally with each other. Like when my sister I don't, leaves, I don't do, I'm not I, like, I don't do I'm not like the, bye sister I, or thank you, sister. Yeah, but that's also a Star Trek thing. That's also...
0: How many times did Data say the word brother to Lore? How many times did Worf say the word brother to Kern? You know, like it's like like they like how often like it's it is sort of a thing and we're not seeing humans do it we're seeing yes you know, we so far, are she's not really she wasn't raised human though she is genetically right, human but she enough. is she's, she's, she's not is
2: raised she's
0: raised arguably more vulcan than spock half the time
2: <laughs> i don't know about that but. vulcan
0: she's a wannabe vulcan <laughs>
2: But um, I, I suppose fair enough. It just, it was something that I've noticed and funny. I haven't, I didn't ever notice it before. Like, I think the reason that it never struck me with Data is because he can't, there's no emotion, right? So it's, it's not about like, there, there's a formality See, I, But how cool would have
0: been if Laura turned around and go, why do you keep saying brother? Clearly, you know, I'm your brother. Clearly, I know that I'm your brother. So I'm stop. just saying
2: like, there's a just formality. <laughs> yeah, just cut it out. There's just a formality about that. Like it's not like I could never see a scenario in which a brother would call their, you know, sister sister or sister would call their brother brother or what have you. It's just it's awfully formal. It just occurs that way. And so that's why I don't think it really stuck out to me with Data because he's pretty proper. He doesn't use contractions except for that one episode uh, where he makes a point of not using contractions. It's funny that that's the case. But like
0: Data Lore um, is the name of the episode. Just so we're clear.
2: Is that the episode?
0: Yes. Yeah, the episode <laughs> um, of data lore.
2: that I just find I'm noticing it this time around. Like she's about to get on the transporter pad. It's like goodbye, brother. Like yeah, who talks like that? Yeah, but it's meaningful for <laughs> her to say it.
0: Like I, I like it's you know Star Trek. I Star Trek has always had you know an an elevated way that they speak. I'm okay with it. I um, just I,
2: it just it's just no. I just notice it. it's not like I angry. But making at Spock it a
0: character, but- I think, was like it was a stroke of genius to go to go. You know what? They just said that it was Spock's sister as sort of fan service. It's kind of like, you know, when it started, it was like, yes, and it's his sister. And, you know, somewhere out there, there's Spock. And this is a sister, sister, you never knew about it. I never imagined that Spock would become like a main character of season two. Like I never imagined they'd just do it. They would just go, you know what? Fuck it. I guess if we got Spock, I guess we got Spock. Let's just I was definitely do it.
2: afraid of it. And I'm I'm glad that they like I said, I feel like the guy's doing a good job with it. The the writers are doing a good job of writing him. Well, I, I just um, think
0: that that it's you know, if Spock had just been a cameo, like he shows up at the end of an episode or something, I would have been pissed. The fact that they brought him on and they were just like, again, I, I, I have such respect for. Okay, we're just going to do it. Like, we got him. Like, maybe we didn't want him. Maybe it wasn't a good idea to get him. But now we got him. We're not just going to have him be a name that lingers in the background that people mention from time to time. No,
2: no, no. Yeah, if we we've got, got him- we got to do something about then, then it. Like, we've got to address it.
0: do it. You know what I mean? Do the story.
2: And I feel like that's what they did in this episode. And I think that the best way to do it was to go, was to directly reference the original series.
0: Yeah. Let's like, talk, let's, love, let's talk let's about us, the cave. Let's do it. Last loved, time on Star Trek.
2: I loved that. When when that came up, I lost my shit. I really did. And it was the only time I've ever watched the last time on. Um, and it is... Boo-boo, you're safe. Just lay down. So my dog's like digging. Oh, I thought you meant me. I didn't know if you could hear it or not. Like later he's going to get mad at me. He's going to like, there's like a scratching of rats or something. Hmm. Um. So uh, I loved the way that it started. I, I, I was even okay with Spock when they get there, he's like out of it and you don't really... He's sort of not Spock as you know him because you're used to him being kind of together. But we've seen Spock not together. We've seen him have breakdowns before. And this guy is doing that pretty well. He's... Doing the Spock is what he's in a breakdown pretty damn well. Well, I think it's um,
0: interesting to note that we said on a pri- previous episode, you and I were talking about how Spock is different in the cage than he is by the time he's with Kirk. He's mm-hmm. like yelling all his lines, and he's, he's just not.
2: Like, there's one line, uh, there's one line in particular that sticks out. Like, and I, and I thought about it because I actually watched it again after you and I uh, spoke about it, and it was because Mr. A had not seen the episode, so he watched it, and then we watched uh, the cage. So so that he could have that reference. And, uh, and now you've got watch The Menagerie. I actually watched The Menagerie uh, as well. And I, and I noticed something very interesting, actually. There are cuts from the original episode, from the original pilot in The Menagerie. And at first, um, they're small things. So I thought they were mainly just, they maybe were just for time. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I don't think so. Because there were cuts I... I think maybe a couple of them were for time, but the one that really stuck out to me that I was like, I don't think that was for time, and I love that you cut it, was specifically when they're talking to um, Pike about they've brought number one, um, played by Majel Barrett, and they've brought his new yeoman, who's a young girl, like down to the surface because they're like, if this specimen doesn't please you, have one of these, right? And in the original, and in, in the original pilot, they say, they talk about how, you know, his yeoman never thought him accessible, but that's changing and she's young and she's, you know, virile, so to speak. And then they make a comment about number one where she's, you know, the intellectually superior one. And, you know, she has had thoughts of that nature towards you or whatever. And I didn't like it at the time. I was like, why? So just because she's his number one, like she's got some kind of there's got to be some sexual tension there (laughs) where she's thought about like, hey, yeah, maybe I'd like to get together with that like I didn't like that. But I love that in um in the menagerie they cut it out. And I think it was on purpose. Huh. It felt purposeful like Let's not take away from number one and that relationship and lessen this female character by by taking something away from her where where because she's his number one, she's also sexually attracted to him, of course she is and I mean, wants to get with him secretly. I'm I'd like be,
0: I'd be interested in watching the clip that you're talking about. Um, anyway, as it, as it pertains to discovery, I guess my point is is that Spock is appears to be a more emotional being.
2: Oh, right. It's, yes, he smiles at the flowers. The only time that it's definitely like, and I, and he is when the women dis, is when the women transport down and he's like, the women, like that part is definitely like Spock, n- not Spock like as we know him. Yeah, but you like, know, it's. But I, I kind of like
0: that they, that, that on Discovery, they're going, yeah, he's Spock. He's not yet the Spock that you know. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, uh, he's, he is, I don't know, like a living person who changes as the years go by and, and you know. You are looking at a Spock who has not been through some stuff in the cage. And now we're seeing some of the stuff that he's going through that turns him into the Spock that, you know, um, you know, I I
2: like it definitely makes that easier to accept. Well, and it, that we've got I, this this Spock I think that's that the sort of stuff right. that
0: they can do. Um, the fact that they're showing, hey here's, here you know, yes, Pike ends up in the chair. We're going to give him foreknowledge of that chair because isn't that interesting? Like, oh, let's I loved,
2: look- I definitely loved that. Like, I was like, and that is so Pike. Like, it's so him to be like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the man that, that took that action in the first place is a man that would that, that would do it knowingly. Yeah. You know what I what mean, mean? And I think that... Like, it doesn't matter that this is the outcome. It's the right thing to do. And just because I know it now... So,
0: so... So before we go any further, Changes for those nothing. of you who have not seen, who decided to listen anyway, what are we talking about? Um, uh, in the original series, which I hope you've seen, the original Captain Pike, who is now the captain on Discovery, um, is uh, is he ends up uh, – the, the cage – there was a question as to whether or not that was a part of Star Trek continuity until uh, to make a cheap episode – Uh, They decided, well, we got this whole episode that nobody's ever seen in the pilot episode of, of Star Trek. So let's cut it into a two part episode and call it the menagerie. Um, where they where they show it where Pike because they couldn't get the same actor back, they got a different actor, put him in in burn makeup and he's in a chair that can only you know ding one for yes, two for no, or however it goes. Um, yeah, one and one for yes two. For yeah. No. And so and so you know and Pike is all you know debilitated. it's really really sad now especially that we know we're getting to know him we go that's in his future. And so they showed mm-hmm. they they did a direct sequel to the episode The Cage. And then two episodes later, they show the his future where he ends up in a chair. Um, and they they're really stitching together mm-hmm. you know the pieces like the unknown era of the original series. It's not just this happens to take place during the unknown era in the original series between the pilot and the and the first episode, but also we are we are deliberately playing with those toys. We're not just Yep.
2: And and they and and to the point where Like when, like, it's interesting how they, um, when she comes to see him, so to speak on the ship and you're kind of like, huh, because he doesn't know in that moment. And that's why she explains to him what's going on, because we don't know that the, um, the Talosians can actually project beyond just Talos itself. Like we don't know that until the menagerie. And since the menagerie hasn't happened yet, she's telling him that they can, that it's difficult the further away they are, the stuff that we learn in the menagerie. And it's just like a quick couple of lines just to, to get Pike up to speed, right? We, Not necessarily us. We know that if we've seen the original series. Which is why,
0: again- which is, But I
2: loved that, that they, that they were like, they acknowledged that Pike wouldn't know that and would be like, how the fuck are you here? <laughs> which is why
0: it feels like it would be so fun for Discovery, because there's a lot of stuff to mine- in the in the next generation universe because there's just been so much more of that and to go you know i think like for instance
2: but that's the thing but that there's so much more of it like there and there's so much like less of the original series and now that we've got these the, like we've got a guy that's playing pike that's really good and we've got this guy playing spock and i'm digging him like i i want to see more linkage with the original series because we just we didn't get to have as much time with it and that that gives that makes them freer to do to do things like this to show let me ask,
0: you, let me ask you a real question would you be okay with a new star trek
2: Like basically new Kirk, new Kirk, Kirk, same spot.
0: New, new, new. Everyone, new everyone. But it's in the prime timeline, and they are supposed. Like you could say that start on year four, right? The 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 ship has just had a refit, so it looks. It looks. it looks, it, it, It looks modern now because the ship is just coming off of its refit after you know. After mm-hmm. the, the the third year of its five year mission, and you're jumping in at year four, and it you know, th- and that's sort of the excuse for it not looking like it did the first three seasons. <laughs> it's just because right. you're at year four <laughs> and everything's refit, you know, and and you know you're moving forward from there, and you have a new show just called Star. Well, it has Trek. to be
2: after the it has to be after the cartoon as well. Um, the, the cartoon, well,
0: is- the cartoon is not canon.
2: Yes, it is.
0: No, the cartoon's wonderful. We can see it's a it's an alternate timeline. It's time canon.
2: Life. It's fucking there, canon.
0: There are things in the cartoon that contradict other things. Like what? At this point. Yeah, there are things that... Well, go at to this that, point... I mean, there's so... I mean, again, there are things... I mean, Star Trek continuity is... a is. I love that it's still all one continuity, but boy, is it a mixed bag.
1: Really,
2: it, <laughs> it, kind of sense, it really doesn't make any sense. Really. But like, let's focus on the good continuity here. Yeah. So you've got, first of all when you see um what's her name for the first time uh she has this they've given her kind of a 1960s vibe oh who, which one
0: are you talking about number 1 or are you talking about the 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 girl from the from the cage no so the
2: gr- the girl from the cage all right, yeah. Um, which I dug. I was like, I like that. Like it kind of eluded without being overt. Um, and she's got kind of a, a 60s look about her face as well. Like there's just sort of a, you know what I mean? Like a nostalgic kind of. She just yeah, sure. she just kind of has that classic, look about her.
0: Classic face.
2: Yeah. Um, and the the silver, you know, clothes. And, I, and this was a perfect example of of, of, sh- of giving us the telosians and going, yes, we've got better makeup. We can CG enhance the makeup to have the popping veins and stuff. We don't have to do that manually anymore. And it's just a little bit smoother. It's a little bit nicer. It's a little bit prettier. But sure. it's clearly the Telogian Like, it's not this crazy departure where I'm like, what the fuck am I even looking at?
0: Well, and I like what they're doing with the Klingons now. They got the hair. They look like Klingons now to me.
2: They, yeah, but a lot, a lot more.
0: They look like, like Klingons updated now. Klingons. Clearly the makeup's yeah, been updated. Clearly it's been
2: updated. And, but, I, and I still think it's a bit much. It's still like a lot talking through a mask. But um, they look
0: like but Klingons.
2: They're still, yeah, they were stuck with what they had, and they did things to to help make that look more like Klingon. I'm like, thank you for that. Um, and something that they have definitely done. I, I noticed when they in the episode when he goes to the monastery, uh, they have stopped doing this thing to their voice, this like, I don't know, like uh special effects behind the voice special <laughs> effect yeah, or some kind of a yeah like distortion that makes them not like they're just speaking klingon it's just a different language <laughs> like, yeah. but otherwise they're using the same you know, very similar vocal cords to ours like i don't know why we felt this like it's i get it, it was one of those things where i'm like yeah because they need to be more alien somehow they're just not alien enough like, like, why are you putting a bunch of unnecessary shit here? Because it just it's just it's making it harder for me to suspend my disbelief. Yeah, that they were trying too the hard. They
0: were they were trying too hard. They, have course, corrected, which I love. I mean, it's, I mean, frankly, I love they, the course
2: you- correction and I love what they've embraced. And And I think that this episode is a really perfect example of that of using what they can to mesh and make it make sense.
0: Yeah. Um, also, can I just say, um, uh, and I forget her name, um, who plays Michael Burnham, but she's astounding. Sadiqa? yeah, yeah. she, she is, is she is so she is good so good. Her, her ability to convey specifically um, someone with a ton of emotion who's trying to hold back that emotion and mm-hmm. then and then it creeps out. Um, and, and, and so she feels, she feels like she's overflowing when, when she does show significant emotion. It feels like it's, it's, it's like a balloon about to pop. Um, she is just, she's just nothing short of stellar. And frankly, doing Star Trek, you got to do some silly, silly shit. Sometimes you're standing there with a plastic gun in front of a green screen half the time. Like it's, it's, it's not easy. It's very technical shit that she has to do. And she just nails it. and that's true for the entire crew. Um oh, I still yeah. find Saru to be super interesting. But I say that like they're all very good, but she should get an Emmy. Like oh, she definitely. is It is an Emmy worthy. She, performance. Like just like the next gen crew. I go, they're all very, very good, but boy is Patrick Stewart just able to just fucking bring it. And she brings it.
2: Every, I, mean, like, I mean every moment, yeah. like just she's just... and And, and I mean, frankly, Michelle Yeoh as well. Like some of my favorite interactions are between those two because they're so charged. Like, cause they speak volumes in these tiny little looks. It's incredible. Like I was just because we were just I'm trying to get Mr. A caught up and we were watching when, you know, Michael's about to go, you know, I don't want to spoil too much. Go do the thing. And she just says, you know, Philip just says, Michael, and she turns back and looks at her and they just exchanged this like little look and she like sort of touches her shoulder.
0: I, the reason I'm going to give it to Michael is because she is, you know, yeah, she was on Walking Dead, uh, but you, when you're talking about Michelle, you know, you're talking about someone who's been a major movie star in Asia and also has had quite a few hits here in America um, oh, yeah. over the course of the last like 30 years. And what she's bringing is she's not bringing the level of emotional vulnerability. She's bringing movie star gravitas to what she does, which is which is its own thing and is and is very valuable and is very good. And I'm, a, I'm by no means saying that it's bad. But I'm saying that just like Patrick Stewart came in with with this performance that didn't almost seemed like it didn't belong on TV. It was almost too good for TV. Um, I feel that way about about Michael Burnham in this show. It's <laughs> yeah, just but I feel so... like TV
2: has gotten so much better. Like I think that that used to be a thing that made sense, but I think that with the new storytelling formats on TV, I think frequently I'm seeing better performances and I'm seeing better stories. Oh, I, th- on TV I, th- I think than better. I can't.
0: But I I I'll put this out there. I. It would be hard for me to name five performances that are on the level of you know, like when she was crying about her mom, and like when she like kind of opens her mouth and she just can't almost get the sob out. Um, I I I'm trying to think of shows that 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 I watched that that go there. I I mean, that's like Game of Thrones, maybe. Um, Like it's just so it's it's just the right level of melodrama without um without becoming maudlin. It's it's like she. It's a line that had she not gone far enough, you would have gone, okay, she's doing a pretty good job. And if she gone too far, you'd be like, eek, woo. Um, and instead, she just is right. Right in the
2: sweet spot, yeah.
0: There. It is so, she's so, so very excellent. Here's why, here's why I, you know, given what they're doing with the original series, why it would be fun to see them do next gen era. Um, and I'm going to call out a person who you don't like uh, in, 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 I feel like you don't like her in theory more than you don't like her in practice, which would be Esri Dax. I hate her. I know. But do you hate <laughs> the actress?
2: No, I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely girl. I hate the Does character. she do a
0: terrible job with what she was given to work with?
2: Probably not. I can, it's hard for me to say just because I'm so busy disliking everything else. So like I think it's that unfair that, to the actress. I'm, I'm aware. I think that the world.
0: <laughs> I think that they know that it's not. Um, that she is not beloved, and I think it would be really interesting. Um, I think it would be really interesting to revisit Ezri Dax as well, she, course because course, Dax is now dude, enough. But hear, you hear know me, hear me out. Dax, listen, hear me. She's twenty years older than so she was. What? She, she is. She is a woman approaching middle age now. Um, something totally different. And I think that you could have a situation where there are characters where you go, you know, the actor was good and the character was not, you know, and I think you could do the same thing with, here's a character that I don't like with Chakotay. Um, you have a character who is who the actor has been known to do, do really good work, um, who did not do good, I mean, he, he, you know, straight up did not do good work the last few seasons of, of Voyager. He was clearly checked out. So what if they are in... You know, let's say they do jump forward in time and they get to, to next-gen era. And what if they go, okay, who do we know that are really good actors? Either that because they've become better actors as time has gone on, or they, would get, they were good actors, they were never really given a chance to do what they were going to do. And what can we... What can we redeem the way that like I always had a problem? I always had a problem watching the Cage Alexia with, with 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 Spock's performance. I always had a. I said this doesn't seem like the same Spock. I now absolutely can take what I've seen in Discovery and retcon retcon that into the Cage and go okay, yes, because between the Cage and Kirk era. He was in a mental institution and he went through some shit and and some stuff happened to him where he realized how to become more centered of a being. And so from now on, when I watch the cage, Discovery has done what I didn't think you could do, which is has improved the original series for me. Hmm. Um, where I can take and I feel like it's on purpose. Like I always felt like, why is why is Pike in that chair? That kind of sucks. Like he's in this one episode that's all we see of him, and then he's in a chair, and they there's not a whole lot of focus on why he's in the chair. It's just like, oh, and then that too bad. He ended up in a chair.
2: Well, no, that's there's pretty. they say say why, and it's, and it's they say why, but that. But the,
0: but the emotional they describe gravity it, is not.
2: But like yeah, but 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 I just. What was the last time you watched the Menagerie? Uh it's probably been three or four years. So that's probably why you're saying that. Like there's definitely like they talk about how it happened. What, you know, like he's a fucking hero because he's because he is. And like that poor bastard, he's he's trapped in there. But I never internalized it because I felt like just like us. And you know why I never
0: internalized it? Because I didn't know the man. So he was in that one episode. And of course, it's sad when I see bad things happen to people and I don't know. I work in a job where I see bad things happen to people I don't know. Um, but now that i know him now that i've seen him not as just the guy in the pilot but as this vibrant funny mm-hmm. character for all these episodes and yep. i know that he knew it was coming like this is it does oh it yeah that when the I, way. that
2: part was very intriguing when they did that i was like and i had a feeling it was what they were gonna do when we get to that point i was like they're we're gonna, gonna go see go it there.
0: happen right do you think we're gonna see it happen At the end of the season um, do you think we're, we're gonna see no the it event? shouldn't
2: because he's supposed to be a fleet captain by the time it happens all right um, and he wasn't.
0: No, he wasn't. No, no, Enterprise was out. Yeah, Enterprise was not in the so, storm, which is what they're saying during the war.
2: Yeah, so he's. Um, I don't think we need to. You know, like we have for all yeah. intents and purposes. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No, that's no, true. And I think and that, it's. And what I love is the 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 moment, and and he even he does. He takes a second, like where he's just a human being, and he's like reminding himself of who he is and why he does what he does. I love that moment, and the actor does such a great job with it. He really does. Where he's like, no, just. You know what I think that that what discovery you say
0: you you you. say this is what you wanted Voyager to be. This is what I wanted Enterprise to be. Um, um, like for instance, I can see that the Klingons. As much as I didn't love the Klingon War, the Klingon War was brutal. It's brutal and dark and awful and horrible. And the specter of a new war with the Klingons hangs over all of Star Trek. Like the idea that we might have a war, and eventually we do have a kind of a short war with the Klingons in Deep Space Nine. But until mm-hmm. that point, the specter of of if we get into war with these guys, it's going to suck so much, and mm-hmm. th- we're all on the brink of it. And it was yeah, and the just fact kind that of- they just
2: barely got brought back from the brink. Like yeah, it's sort of this ever present thing, and I and I and I like getting to see Chancellor Lorel. Like, and that's why I'm like, this is what I'm gonna say, like about your whole as Dax. And I and I'll admit freely at this point, um, that to some extent I'm like, great. Like we've got enough stories for tiny little girls. We like there is no shortage of roles for them to play. Um You're right, boo boo. Sorry, my dog just like coughed up. So. uh and like that's one of the things I love about Lorel. Like she's a fucking giant. She's like six foot tall and she's amazing. And she's got so so much talent and it's like I would rather see more about Laurel than I would somehow see Ezra Dax in the future interacting with people from Discovery. I'd rather see more Mary Wiseman. I'd rather see another character like Arium. Like Well, he-
0: well, here's the thing. I want the show and I think the show does a a pretty good job. Although I think of late, if there were people who are really digging the show as it was, I could see those people might be upset that it's become the the Michael Pike and Spock show in the last two, three episodes. Um, and everything else is being eh. relegated to... A couple of minutes of the show, you know, about, you know, about Stamets or or, or really, yeah. very, you know, uh, really. Um, well,
2: Mary Wise, uh, in fairness, there's been a lot for her to do. I love do. how we're
0: just calling her Mary Wiseman now, by the way. Like, she's Tilly, but it's she's silly. Mary Wise. There's
2: been a lot for Tilly to do, though. Like, she's had a lot to do throughout. And, and Saru as well. Like, so it doesn't bother me that for like a couple of episodes here, it's been a little bit more Michael Spock Pike focused. That doesn't bother me that much. And, and, and because Philip is still there um and and Tyler and he's bringing some amazing things. God,
1: he's good too.
2: Like he's fucking intense and amazing he's like really when they, good. when they're saying like goodbye um and when she's walking out there and she's just like I know Ash. I
0: like, like that he's a oh. conflicted character that doesn't that isn't a like what is your typical playing at can, you know there's when acting there's a term that they're, they're called playing at which is generally bad where you where you're not actually playing conflicted you're playing at being conflicted. And I feel like stories can do that too, where it's like the conflicted characters, really conflicted, and it's it's almost you know staged too much. Um, yeah. and and he is a conflicted character who plays as, as as a person.
2: Oh, definitely, and I and I love too that like again, like I said, not everybody's perfect. Like Michael, when she finds out about her parents, she fucking blows up at him because he's with Section Thirty One, and so that's what you are. You're okay with this. You're fine with you know what I mean. Like she attaches you know all the bad of section 31 to tyler and then later you know before she was like goes out she apologizes like she recognizes like that wasn't fair to you what i did you know what i mean like i was just angry and i was looking for a place to put it and then he says this wonderful line you were you were just putting it in a place you knew it would be safe like because of their relationship i was like that's such a beautiful sentiment and it speaks volumes and like even the fact that they're not together right it's like yeah we're not together we don't know that this will ever work but clearly you love me and i love you and i'm about to maybe die so we're gonna take this moment like i love that and it's it's charged because like they're they both have their moments of of I don't know, being human, <laughs> set, which I like seeing. And they, they do it really well. And I gotta say, of all, like, the whole Stamets and and Hugh thing is so upsetting to me. And it's not about the actors doing a bad job or this. like, I'm upset, like, in the context of the story. Because to me, they're like the big romance. And, like, yeah. them not being together is very upsetting to me. And I'm like, why? You guys need to figure this out! Figure it out! Like, I'm pulling for them, you know what I mean? Uh, and I love that that's who I'm pulling for to like get their shit together because they love each other so much. Like, why are you letting the fact that you died and came back get in the way? Like, I get it. You can't just you state your right. it's just pretending like, Nothing happened doesn't work. I understand that. You've been through some shit. But like this is the man you love. This is your partner. Like you guys work it out. Like take the time. And it's like I'm invested. And it's it's so interesting cuz you're usually in most respects the main character's romance is the one that you're sort of the most invested in. And I love that that's kind of not true for this. It's it's just not it breaks with what's expected and I dig that. Well, I way. think
0: that I I think that we are we're at a point where where the emotional investment we're supposed to give to all of the characters is beyond anything we've had in almost, I I would say in any it's, can we say any star Trek? I mean, it's, it's, I think Mm, that
2: no, I don't think we can say any star Trek, but
0: all right. So why in what star Trek, I mean, Maybe Picard in the inner light in that specific episode, and Picard post Borg maybe like in the episode brothers um uh certainly certainly, there was a lot of Kira is Kira is emotionally tortured um by what's happening with it there's a bit of that, but I would say on a consistent that those are individual moments, I'd say on a consistent basis, we are meant to be emotionally invested in the plight of of all the people and I think again you know that's is that's probably just modern storytelling at this point right that- I do
2: think so yeah I, I definitely think that's true that because they have the ability to spend an episode or two on and and, and kind of have ebb and flow it's that allows for us to get more invested in all of the characters like like Ariam, like for the longest time she was just cool right but then they give us more right they give us more insight into her and and make us care even more. And Yet another
0: Frakes directed episode, by the way. Which made me guys. Happy.
2: A, I mean, say what you will. I mean, maybe you know. Maybe sometimes you thought his Riker was, he was phoning it in, like in that last episode for fucking Enterprise, which was just unfair. Um, maybe you think him and Marina were phoning it in. I don't know. Um, the episodes he has directed of this show are stunning. They're em- emotional. They're on point and just fucking Star Trek through and through. Yeah, no. And he- I love the way that episode, when it ends, they didn't do like a next time on Discovery.
0: Yeah, no. He's, I it mean, was it- the right
2: move, right? It's like, no, you need, some shit just went down we're not gonna we're not gonna blow by it like it's gonna be yeah. somber
0: like what a what a great show i mean it's it's Ugh. you know i mean uh, some of you might be lost in our conversation you might um, be but
2: if you are go watch and we'll try it. and
0: have some i i i can't like, guarantee seriously. that our next episode is is not gonna also be discovery heavy um you know it's hard because it's so there, good they're gonna be other things to to figure out as well yeah, um and
2: it's and it's i mean there's only a couple episodes left at this point of the season so yeah, but when we're not i mean there's watching it actively there's, a, there's
0: avengers coming. <laughs> (laughs) coming. Coming out, Um, and and certainly we're going to be talking about it over the Totally Super podcast. But I think that we're going to have to talk about it here too, right? And we can't not talk about (laughs) about Avengers Endgame before it comes out. Are you gonna? Do you you have your tickets? Are you gonna go see it? You got to see it, right? You can't wait. You can't wait on this
2: one. I haven't even watched Infinity War yet. You told you me not haven't to haven't what the what? You told me not to. You said that it would upset me. I'd have to wait. You should I should wait till Endgame was out. Like you like people At this point you know are with happened, me on this though. cite the it, episode.
0: At this, you at said this to point me, at this point you, you know what it. happened in Infinity War though. It's become such a part. No,
2: I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not on Facebook, man. I'm not like you. I don't know everything. I don't no, know. Watch it, it all.
0: watch it now. Watch it now. <laughs> so you're ready. And get your tickets for Endgame, man. <laughs> Don't make me wait six months to talk about Avengers with you. Um, I have a lot to. I have a lot more I'd love to talk about. I'm. I. I um, it's like a way for me to just torture you. <laughs> I'm almost. Like, no, I'm no, almost no, done I'm with, with season two of Punisher, which is really good.
2: Oh, I haven't even started it yet because I'm still trying to finish Umbrella Academy because there's less episodes of it. And I'd already I hear
0: it. that that's really good too. I haven't done that yet. So far, no. I've
2: enjoyed a lot of it. It's a. It's a weird one. It's kind. Of, it's. It's. It's sort of unexpected, but I think I like that about it. I can't decide. It doesn't. I, I certainly don't. Feel like I watched, I blew through. Like, if you haven't watched the OA, I blew through season two of OA, like, because it finally came out. And I was like, it had been three years and it was worth the fucking wait. Like, if you have not watched the OA, watch it. It's glorious. I mean, I seriously, like, I had intended to space it out. I was like, oh my god part two, really? I was like, I'll take my time. I can, I can watch a little bit every day and just kind of like, and I, and it was like, I started it and then I did not stop until I was done. And I was like tired and I had other shit to do and like nothing else happened. I was like, and when I would like fall asleep while watching it, I'd be like, I could just pause it. I could just pause it here. I could take a nap and just come back. It's fine. And then, and then I was like, No, but I can't. I need to know what happens next. I need to know now. (laughs) So I don't feel that way about Umbrella Academy. Let me put it that way, right? Like, which is not to say it's not good, but I'm not rabid for it. (laughs) So, well,
0: I mean, I, I, Ross suggested to me and you've suggested it. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's on my radar. Um, and of course it looks like, you know, um, this news is coming in as we're, as we're talking, people are, are messaging me. It looks like uh, in two days, we're going to have a trailer for uh, Star Wars episode nine. Uh, so we're going to have to talk about that as well. Um, cause, cause we have to, it's our first real look at Star Wars episode nine. So you're going to so. make
2: me watch this fucking trailer?
0: Hi, Justin piping in again for one second. Uh, yes, of course, we did watch the trailer and we did review it in a massive double episode that was actually the previous episode of this one. See, what we did is, uh, as you know, we may have stated before, we uh, recorded this episode you're listening to now. Then the trailer came out. We literally got the news the trailer was coming out. And then the trailer came out like two days later. Then we recorded that and we posted that. And so you're listening to the episode before that. But this is uh, everything we thought we would say about the trailer before we actually watch Okay, back to the episode. I am, of course. Of course you are. Of course I am. We have to watch it and talk about it. That's what we do. That's all we do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the only thing that we do. That's not true. We watch it. about fucking we music talk about for, I don't know, 30 minutes.
0: That's what we, so yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to figure out a, a way to talk about that. Uh, like, cause I don't
2: watch that. You know, the only reason I watch those fucking trailers is because you make me, I it's, know I want to see it. I don't need to see the trailer. Yeah, but we have fans and our fans really want to know. Fans really, <laughs> really want to know. They want to know what do they want to know?
0: They want to know what we think. Oh. They won't, they don't know what to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they won't know what to do unless we tell them.
0: <laughs> what, what, what do we do? It's, they're gonna sit there and be trying to eat breakfast. Like, I, think, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> How it's, do it's I? It's 930 at night. It's like, <laughs> I, I was going to eat breakfast, but but just an Alexia think about the trailer. Just, I don't know what to I do with my day. I can't until I know. <laughs> People are quitting their jobs. Mothers aren't breastfeeding their babies.
2: <laughs> Stop it. will <laughs> be anarchy. They're Cats holding, and dogs living together. Their babies, out.
0: Their, babies, their babies don't aren't even crying for milk because the babies are like,
1: we don't know what to do. <laughs> Please baby. let us hear what Justin Alexander think of the new Star Wars trailer! I have to know! I cannot suckle on your teeth right now! <laughs> Not until I know! I must know their opinion of the trailer! Likely <laughs> they will like some stuff and also have a problem with other stuff! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they'll it'll probably be about, Alexia Because Justin just loves everything When it comes to Star Wars they will, and is It isn't critical
1: will, at all They will argue about the stuff they don't like In the trailer <laughs> Then they'll they will agree 100% They thought the movie was amazing The day after it opens And then two weeks later They'll both be a little softer on that approval <laughs> <laughs> About a year later It's likely The one or the other of them will like it a little more. And another one of them will like it a little less. (laughs) They will say it's the best Star Wars movie that's ever come out that night it comes out. And they will will absolutely say that it's right in the middle. They'll say it's in the middle like a year later. They'll go, well, it's not as good as Empire, but it's better than Attack of the Clones. And that's what they'll say. That's exactly what they... I'm still waiting to suckle, though. I, I haven't eaten for hours. <laughs> I can guess what they'll say. I know what they'll say, but I have to actually hear
2: it first. I have to hear it.
1: Maybe this time... They'll say it's perfect. I did
0: see a perfect trailer. Did you see the trailer for? No, you don't watch trailers. You didn't see the trailer for Joker. No. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker.
2: I've I've heard that he's um, the trailer <laughs> is wonderful. Let me put I it think. to you this way: Mister came in and he's like, "So there's going to be a Joker movie." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's actually happening." Um, is it who's it going to be? He's like Joaquin Phoenix. I was like, "Oh, I guess they're so it's like actual moving forward. He's like, "Yeah, there's a trailer." I'm like, "Oh well, then yeah, I guess so."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the the trailer is really dark. Um, it's essentially so. What one you should see. Too. It looks like I thought you could never get another take take on the Joker that I'd want. I thought that after Nicholson, and then Heath Ledger turned around. I was like, Oh,
2: oh, hello. That, yeah, that
0: is. Sick. And then Jared Leto came in. I said, No, I guess they're none I
2: guess, <laughs> I guess I, no. That's just. I, I guess those are, those are the, the only two ways, two ways to go. <laughs> yeah, you can only goes
0: those, those two ways. I thought there were other ways you could go. But it turns out that no. the only ways you can go with those two ways because Jared Leto, who is a fine actor who's done good work, uh, yeah. clearly just couldn't crack it. Uh, this Joker looks very much like like it's just what happens when society beats you down and <laughs> you really want to be an optimist, and society keeps beating you down when you're an optimist and it flips the switch on you. Um it really looks good. Huh. Really looks quite good. So that should be fun. I could be tempted if know. not fun, just upsetting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So. I don't know that anything could be upset, as upsetting as Ready Player One. So,
0: oh yes, yes. Welcome to our. To, <laughs> so uh, here's a question: Have you read Armada?
2: Of course, I have. I read so Armada.
0: I am halfway through reading Armada. And I'm reading it out loud to. Um, I'm reading it out loud to my kids. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I thought Have I was they told seen it was going to be good. I was told it wasn't going to be good, and that it's just by like whom? Ready.
2: Because not by me. <laughs> and that
0: it was just like Ready Player One, which is also, also not true. It's not just like
1: Ready. No,
2: one. it's not. I told uh, you it was good. Who told you it wasn't? And why are you listening to them over me in this regard? My best friend does not write anything not good.
0: Well, Audible said that it wasn't very good.
2: <laughs> well, they're liars.
0: I know they're they're liars they're they're i don't know they yes is it derivative yes
2: yep so fucking what why yeah, do we say that every time like it's some bad thing it's only bad if it was if the thing it's derivative of was was bad or if it's a bad derivation Derivation.
0: <laughs> 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 um so like uh, people
2: said that about like avatar and like okay yeah so you're right it's fern gully <sighs> whatever but hey, we are not playing, lay down. Um, or I'm sorry, lie down this is the proper. Um, but it was fucking. It was a really good version of Ferngully. Like I don't understand. <laughs> like wh- Why are we saying? Like why is it bad just because we've you know we've seen this story idea before?
0: <laughs> I look, I I understand the criticisms of Avatar. Um, I just like it as a visual feast, but it's not you know. I would say that that Cameron, as a screenwriter, is um, he's not what he was, and I don't understand why he's not what he was. As a filmmaker, he's better than he was, um, but as as a and and maybe he's a little too self indulgent. Actually, I'm not going to say he's better than he was because he used to he used to know where and when to cut, and now all his movies are three hours long. And I think that you know he used to know how to cut efficiently and save some shit for the director's cut, which made the director's cut fun. But like, I love the director's cut of aliens. I absolutely understand why you would not release that as the first version as of As the
2: first version of the film.
0: Like like it's yeah. you didn't need to know about Ripley's daughter. You didn't need to know, yep. you know, the the sentry guns were cool but they weren't essential. Um, you know, and then the, you release the director's cut you're like, "Ooh, now on the other hand, The Abyss, um I I remember actively not liking The Abyss when I first saw it and then I saw the director's cut which absolutely changes what the film is about oh direct- yeah
2: well it's so interesting i've never seen anything but, yeah, but because- I, i i i found out that it was a much shorter film um i think from mr a because we were watching it and he was saying oh the whole part with all the time the the tidal waves around the world and all that stuff he like he didn't know anything he's like that's new and i'm like what do you mean that's new that's it's not new it's like well, I, the first time i ever saw this movie there it wasn't there i'm like wait what i've never there's a version of this movie without that stuff yeah God, how does point. that work
0: well that <laughs> like- was but that that. was a studio decision that was not a you know keep in mind he's he's fresh off aliens but he's not done t2 yet right Um, so he's got
2: some clout but not quite enough to be able like nah, it's staying
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so um at this point i feel like you know i i worry about cameron that he's going to fall into the same problem lucas had which i think you know i i think the problem that lucas had is he he's a brilliant guy who put himself in a situation where nobody could tell him no? Mm-hmm. And I think and I feel like
2: you'd never want it like creatively. I don't think you ever want to be in that scenario where you're unwilling to hear opposing viewpoints because they they absolutely can help make things better. Like that's that's the point of collaboration, you know? Like
0: yeah, well, I'm and trust me, I'm learning that the my my sort of right-hand person on cancellation um is uh is spectacular at at challenging me to the point where where i feel bad sometimes <laughs>
2: <laughs> good for them <laughs> yeah. um, you need that sometimes
0: i do need that sometimes it doesn't well, not good. to say
2: you're not brilliant you know what i mean like that's what i mean because like, you are you're a brilliant writer you're you're very talented but that doesn't mean that you that you can't make things even better
0: you know and i think you need that i think you sometimes you just need someone to go hey make it better yeah you do better if you're such a good writer then shouldn't shouldn't another draft by you make it better <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do another day. So um so that is uh that that is it that's we covered a lot of stuff. We went for it seems like our music discussion was like a million years ago. I know. Um, <laughs> like, like we've we been have, all
2: over the map today. <laughs>
0: we have, we have. I certainly uh this episode's getting split in two So I hope you've enjoyed the two episodes uh, of Trek Off. But for now, my name is Justin.
2: And my name's Alexia. Trek Off. Trek Off it is.
0: So, again, April 27th, 8 p.m. at Room 140 at Awesome Con. That's Saturday, April 27th, Room 140 at Awesome Con. See Trek Off Live. Plus, at 3 p.m. in Room 101, you can watch the 10-year anniversary of Ninjas vs. Zombies, the HD-updated version of Ninjas vs. Zombies playing in Room 101. I'll be there to do a Q&A for it, so come see that, too. Come see us at Awesome Con. We love you.